everybody and welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week we're we're doing a bit of a debate for you. We're doing a bit of a, a debate. That's um, a good healthy debate. <laughs> <laughs> on superheroes, you know, we're back in we're back in our comfort comfort yes. realm. <laughs> um, so, you know, feel free to enjoy the next like 40 minutes to an hour of us two ranting about varying different things. <laughs> um, as expected. Yes, um... As you could probably see by the title, we're talking about Marvel versus DC. Um, the age-old debate. <laughs> the age-old debate that we're totally not biased towards in any way, shape, or no, form. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I think we should start with with a simple one because there's a couple that I've got like themes on. So yeah, the first one: Superman versus Captain America because they're like the comparable ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know. <laughs> I this is actually interesting because I recently saw um, a debate. I think it was on Twitter. So mm. you know, typical oh, Twitter yes. debate lords. Of course. Um, and it was about someone. Someone was like annoyed about all the different versions of Superman we're getting because we're getting like a Supergirl show. I think. Um, yeah. And in the comics, at the moment, I think there's like a bisexual Superman, whatever, right? Okay. And people are like. It's getting too much about like identity politics. Superman is like you know an American hero. You know he represents us, represents like the Constitution or whatever else. <laughs> and everyone was just like linking pictures of comic book pages where he talks about him being for Earth and for humans and for everyone to be equal. And mentions never mentions America once. <laughs> so, so it's quite interesting that you're putting him against Captain America here. <laughs> yeah, literally, the spirit of America, named yeah. as so. Um, honestly, it's it's a toss-up to begin with from me, because like, like in terms of power, I don't think either of us can dispute that Superman has the upper hand. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Like, there's a lot of things that Superman has that Captain America has none of. However, in terms of, like, portrayals in cinema, in movie, in TV, I far more prefer Captain America, because he's, like, he's, oh, yes, he's humble, he's honest, he's polite, he's not arrogant, which is basically everything that Superman is. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, true. And I, 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 it's a theme throughout all of like superheroes. I just don't like the characters that are that full of themselves. I hate it because I'm like, I wouldn't want to believe in someone who's that like much up their own behind, as it were. <laughs> um, like in real life, I don't support people who are exceptionally self-centered or arrogant because I just don't like. Then they're, they're not people who I have faith in because if you if you cock it up once, <laughs> then where is your where is your leg to stand on that you're the best if you mess it up? Like, I think you've got issues. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, in my experience, I don't I don't particularly see Superman as massively arrogant, but I do see Superman supporters <laughs> in that way. I guess <laughs> because I think. More what Superman represents, or what some people think Superman represents, is the arrogant part rather than his actual mm. personality. Yeah. Because I mean, I haven't read many comics. I'm not gonna lie. No, and, you know, Superman, <laughs> Superman, and just DC in general, other than Batman, I suppose, isn't really my forte either. So, like, I don't know. I think I can't comment on it too much. I think it's the way he's been. Like I say, it's the way he's been portrayed so far in like film. So, like, don't get me wrong. I love Henry Cavill, but. His version is, he's very stuck up. It's not, I don't know, it, it doesn't mm. strike me as, I mean, I, I, well, Henry Cavill's is possibly a bad interpretation to include. Because <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I was going to say, everyone yeah. was a bit miffed about how that was completely inaccurate, how he just leveled a city in the first movie. Yeah, the, the, there's just a few issues with that entire section of uh, DC. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll probably get onto in this episode multiple times. <laughs> Um, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I just, I don't. I think. Well, no, it's it's a. <laughs> this is this is gonna sound stupid, but it's a Captain Marvel from the MCEU that bugs. Like, it's that type of aspect of this person could probably do everything by themselves, and they're more than aware of the fact that they could do that. So they show it off. It's like that type of mindset to it i guess that i don't like which is the same reason why i don't like captain marvel but <laughs> um, <laughs> because like superman has that many abilities you know he can 
What is it? Shoot lasers from his eyes. He can fly. He's super strong. He's fast. Like, yeah, he's got like frost breath, X-ray vision, super hearing. Yeah, like, oh yes, <laughs> this man's only weakness is kryptonite, and you go, right, <laughs> okay. Why is? <laughs> I think the thing that annoys me, annoys me about most about the how OP Superman is is the fact that it's all he was born with it. It's just a Kryptonian thing. Yeah. Why? Why is it? Why are they all just born with laser vision? That makes no sense. <laughs> Honestly, you know, because that just like reminds me of Jack Jack from The Incredibles, and I'm like, no child should have laser vision. It's been proven to be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack Jack's fine there because he's got just like every superpower, and it just kind of comes out uncontrollably, and it kind of works. But at some point, in theory, Superman must have gone through an uncontrollable like power phase. Like, there's no way mm. from, like, infancy he was like, I know exactly how to use my laser vision. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm expecting, like, bully stage Superman like that. That was the... <laughs> the years were missing, though. <laughs> um... <Yeah. laughs> also, don't like his costume. Or at least I don't like his, like, comic book costume. It's so bright and obnoxious. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like many comic book costumes. No, to be that's honest. true. There's a lot that I go, no, let, let's not. Why? <laughs> Some are cool, but it's usually the ones that aren't bright colours that are cool. <laughs> <laughs> like like Black Panther's comic book costume looks cool. So cool. <laughs> um, but Spider Man's doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, dear. Um, but like Captain America, let's go back to like why Captain, I don't know. Captain America as a personality, I prefer. At least on screen. Mm. I can't necessarily say, you know, comic book wise or anything else, but at least film wise, I prefer how he's been portrayed. Although, although it's only ever been once, to my knowledge, <laughs> um, it's a far more consistent representation than any of the Supermans that have been portrayed so far. Um, yeah. I mean, Captain America had the, there was like an old series about him, wasn't I think. Was there? 80s or 90s where he, his helmet would look like a bicycle helmet <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I don't think anyone particularly knows or has seen about seeing that before no but... I think everyone wipes it from their memory like any superhero pre like 80s or anything they're like nope didn't happen <laughs> yeah Especially... yeah honestly pre pre 2000s to be honest oh. I think. Oh. <laughs> that hurts <laughs> There are some good pre-2000 superheroes. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> oh, well, I think, I think it's pre-2000. I'm going to have to do a fact check on myself. Um, well, like, I mean, you've got some of the X-Men started in the late 90s, didn't they? But... Exactly. The original X-Men, which was brilliant because it had Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, who is actually almost terrible cast. I love him as Wolverine, but he's terribly cast because he's, <laughs> he's not five foot three like he's in the comics. No. But I think he works better as like six foot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I, I kind of like the uh, the short guy syndrome that he, he has in the comics. <laughs> short guy, just constantly angry. That's what short guy syndrome is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Also, I don't like Lois. I don't like her as a as a character in in Superman. I don't like her. <laughs> she doesn't really yeah. do a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the only thing I've seen of Lois, really... I mean, I haven't seen the Superman and Lois show that's out at the moment. No, part of me doesn't um, want to, though. <laughs> but the stuff that I have seen of her in movies and whatever, yeah, she just doesn't really do much. Whereas... She's just like a love interest. Exactly. Me. Whereas you compare her to arguably Captain America's female counterpart, who is Peggy Carter, at least on film. Yeah. And you're like complete. This is how you do a female. If you're gonna do like a female sidekick type of thing, that's how you do it. It's Peggy Carter. Yeah. Um. Oh, I could, I could, I could gush about Peggy Carter all day. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just a bit of British, a bit of guts, a bit of sass. Oh, beautiful. Um. <laughs> it's made even better by the uh, the Marvel one shot as well. Oh yeah. Uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, they released them all on Disney Plus actually recently, all at one shot, so that's good. They did. Everybody go go look at them. <laughs> um, no, I just, ugh. Peggy Carter and Lois are completely different characters, so you can't necessarily compare them, but mm. from the sense that they are, I don't like using the word sidekick because I don't think Peggy Carter ever is, but <laughs> in, the sen in the sense that they're a sub-character in their films, respectively. 
Yeah. You just, Peggy Carter would wipe the floor with Lois. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she'd get I mean, run for his money. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Lois is more comparable to MJ. Yeah, probably. Because you know she's MJ's also not a you know a government agent mm. uh, or or particularly badass, but she they have given her a lot more agency. I know that. Um, like in Spider Man games, she was doing all that the the reporting kind of investigating stuff. Mm. And was helping you actually played as her in one of the missions, I think, didn't you? So Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just think Marvel has that aspect of it down a bit better. <laughs> um Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. But I'm gonna compare it slightly differently and you're gonna disagree. Well actually no, I don't think you will disagree with me. But I wanna move then on to Batman versus Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is an interesting one. Because <laughs> they are comparable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> do you wanna start with this one, Will? I can do. Um my main issue with Batman, it's similar to how Superman's main issue is that he has too many superpowers. Batman's main issue is that he has too many plot points and things around him that he he does. Yes. Like he's he's like a billionaire by day and then hero by night kind mm. of thing, which is kind of a dual life, which is which is fine. And I like I like that. And he uses the money to fund all of his technology that he uses, um, which is cool. And he's also a genius inventor, so there's he invents all the stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um but then he also has like all of those kind of all of like the moral codes and the moral dilemmas that he deals with. Yeah. Um he has sometimes I know recently in the comics oh, and and in the new the, the Batman movie coming out in a couple of months. Yeah. They, they're doing like the his mum is an Arkham, so he's got all the Arkham relations as well. Um and he's also like the world's greatest detective and it's just like <laughs> Just like pick a lane, he, he just he does he does too much, yeah. and he's a much better character than Superman. But he still needs to be focused on. He needs to be like, I don't know, just make make your mind up. Pick one storyline and keep with it. Yeah. Don't, don't keep branching it. You don't need a Batman metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think. What was I going to like? If you compare him and Tony Stark, personality-wise, they're very similar. Like, they're both rich billionaire playboy philanthropists. <laughs> um, yeah. Who are kind, who who have to take many films to try and like gain some form of morality. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Batman bugs me more as a character. Like that, I don't think I've watched a single Batman film. Where I've not thought that he was overshadowed by a villain that he was like paired up with. Uh, yeah, that's true. He do, yeah, but to be fair, Batman does have one of the best rose galleries. So yeah, that is true. That is true. You know, I, I like that some of the stuff they explore with his mental health. I know that's kind of a big thing for him mm. with his like rage, and he has to stop himself from like murdering people. Yeah. Um, and I do like that part of it, but combined with everything else, it's a bit too convoluted and i know iron man has his issues as well but his is more with like substance abuse like alcoholism yeah um and it's not a constant part of his character it's like certain storylines that they deal with that no exactly and that works well with his like playboy billionaire kind of lifestyle yeah. whereas the mental health not killing people thing doesn't have any link to that no for Batman. not really and it's like they're both different types of psychopath is how i would put it <laughs> Like, <laughs> Batman's the type of psychopath where he's on his own constantly because he has to be, whereas Tony Stark's the other end of that spectrum where he can maintain a normal life. Like, he has Pepper in his life and whatever else. Mm. And it's a completely different vibe. It's almost like Batman is, is the femme fatale <laughs> of Iron Man, like the fallen <laughs> angel type of thing. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, it's, it's a weird one because I think... I like Iron Man's technology more because it makes more sense to me. Like, Tony develops this thing that helps him keep his heart going and then from that develops more technology. That's really cool. Mm. Whereas Batman's is kind of, I'm bored, so I fiddled about with stuff. And look, I've made a Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, and Batman also wears a Bat costume for some reason. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need... I know he's got the whole thing, like... I remember in Batman Begins how he, like, fell down the into the caves and there was the bats there and he's like scared of bats or whatever yeah but i feel like like i feel like that was a a, a 
retroactive explanation for why he wears a bat costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you think about Morbius, I know that's a villain technically, but like, or, or just vampires or whatever, they're affected by bats. They don't go around mm. dressing like bats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Batman is the only one that just dresses like a bat because he wants to. <laughs> like, Spider-Man doesn't dress like a spider. He has the web stuff on him, but, he, I mean, he actually uses webs and he was bitten by a spider. And, uh... Uh, uh, spider. <laughs> um, yeah, so Batman's just like, I want to play dress-up, so I'm going to look like a bat. It's not really that intimidating, I'm not going to lie. Like... In the darker versions of his cinematic portrayals, anyway, you do get scared by what Batman looks like, but it's still the concept of, ha ha ha, he's wearing a bat mask. Why? <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know why he needs the ears. No. I mean, the cape is cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, like the, the leaping from rooftops and gliding, like that's a cool way to kind of get around the city, yeah. and I understand why he has that. But why does he need <laughs> the ears and like the, the arm... <laughs> Like things. <laughs> it's not even like you could go, oh, but against the moon, he looks like a bat. No, he just looks like a, a dude wearing a costume. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he could still look like a bat without all that other stuff because <laughs> the cape is what does it yeah. when he flies with the cape. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, at least they made it like a better color. Like a, a black bat costume makes more sense than like the gray and blue from the from the original comic. Oh, God, like the gray and the That's bright cool. blue makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing, right, oh, going back to the costumes, it's a thing with all superheroes where it's like, they're all in urban situations, or at least most of them are in urban situations, so they want to blend in to some degree if they're kind of, like, meant to be fighting crime or taking down gangs or whatever. But no, we're going to wear bright yellow and bright red, two colours that massively stand out in a dark yeah. city. Why? <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> also, the Batmobile. I don't... I don't oh. Mm. Yeah. It pains me. It pains me, and I don't know. Like, it's really cool. Like, very, very cool, but why? <laughs> why? Yeah, it's like Spider Man has his web swinging, which is like a really unique thing to him and how he gets around the city. Uh -huh. Batman has a cape that he glides with, and that's like the bat thing, right? But then he has a lot of vehicles as well, which I yeah. don't think he needs if you want to keep it more street level and glidy and whatever, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it also doesn't fit with the aesthetic of a bat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't see bats flying planes very often. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just, I don't, it really confuses me. And also, I mean, I think it's a thing with like both him and Iron Man, but it's the fact that both of them are, ba are, are very, very simple people. Like, they're not necessarily super-powered people. They're just... They just have money. <laughs> yeah. They make things with, and it's like any like Elon Musk could be Batman if he really wanted to be. That that that, <laughs> that that's the kind of like aesthetic that Batman strikes mm. me with. It's just like I had a lot of money. I got bored. Now I'm fighting crime, but it's illegal, so it's like vigilante. And I might, yeah. but you could charity. That's a great thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, I just think, not that Elon Musk would ever actually go out and help people, but um, he could. <laughs> he could. Oh, like Batman, you live in one of the poor, like one of the most deprived cities, fictional cities. <laughs> you could use your money to support the city. You could build it up from the ground, but no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and. I think that's, that's the thing they're going to talk about in in the Batman as well because we saw in the trailer. Um, yeah, I believe it's the the woman who's running for mayor. Um, yeah, kind of approaches him like, "Hey, you have all this money and you don't seem to be doing anything with it." And then it's like, <laughs> "Oh, haha, ha. she doesn't know I'm Batman and saving the city at night." But like, she's got a point still, even if she knew you were Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think moving on from Batman, but sort of still links. I think we could talk about Justice League versus Avengers because that that okay. that's a it's a big topic, but yeah. it links quite heavily to the two of the characters we've mentioned so far. Um, so first of all, I don't like the Justice League because there's one woman in it, and it, it it's, it's it, I know it's a very feminist point, but it really well, bugs the me. With the Avengers, to be fair, the first the first one, yeah, 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 true. Actually, and the first comic book iteration as well. I only had the wasp on it. That is true, but you do. But in the film, you've got like Maria Hill. You've got 
um, Black Widow. You've got kind of you've got two women in there. That that two main, <laughs> <laughs> which is a big step forward for superhero films. We don't do female superheroes, yeah. but <laughs> and they, they add more later on. They add Wanda. Oh, exactly. We've got Wanda <laughs> Wasp. If you don't, if like you can go, if you can go through the entire list of the the Avengers, like you've got many women. <laughs> Technically, you've got yeah. Gamora, Nebula, Captain Marvel. You've got that really cringy scene from Endgame. <laughs> yeah, they're kind um, of forced. Yeah, the, the forced feminism in that scene. Um, whereas with Justice League, you've only really ever had Wonder Woman, and it it bugs me. It, I mean. You could basically have a Justice League of Wonder Woman and Superman and be sorted. You don't need anyone else in that yeah, team. That's true. But <laughs> it it does bug me that like there could be more. Well, I mean there couldn't because DC don't really do female superheroes. But <laughs> hypothetically, you could have more superheroes. You could have more females in there. Um, maybe the DC EU will do it, but I don't know. That's true. Like there aren't that many famous DC women are there other than like there aren't love interests but wonder woman and then you've just got like the female versions of previous superheroes like batgirl and supergirl well that's what I, I, it was it's another one it's a one of my big points is like males versus females because like if you look at the entirety of marvel you've got many like you've got a multitude of female heroes to varying degrees of whether they've got their own comics or whatever but 90% of them are heroes in their own right. They're not like, oh, here's like Barbara Gordon, who's Batgirl, or like here's Supergirl, or whatever. Like, you've not got, mm. you haven't got female renditions of an already <laughs> like male superhero or like a predecessor to a male superhero. You've just got <laughs> a separate um, entity. Like, Wanda is her own thing. You've not got anyone. Male-wise, anyway, that compares to one. It's the Scarlet Wizard. <laughs> and the Scarlet Wizard. Um, so it's, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I mean, DC probably has a lot more lower-level ones. Like, I know you've got, like, um, Zatanna and whatever, but we haven't seen them in the movies yet. No. You've got, like, the Birds of Prey, but half of them are villains. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've got Mera from Aquaman. That's one that I found. Oh, yeah, but we don't want to... We don't want to talk about that. much more in the movies, do we? No. Or at least not in that version, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, we don't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also, on a completely unrelated tangent, did you know Jason Momoa has divorced from his wife? Oh, no, I didn't know that. It's real, like it's real. He did it in a really, he did it in a very polite, sweet way. But I'm like, oh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I don't even know who he was married to, actually. I don't think she, I think she's kind. Of, hmm, this it sounds horrible, but she's a nobody in the sense that I don't think she's an actress in her own right. Uh, normie, okay. This is a normie muggle. god. <laughs> married a muggle, I can't believe it. <laughs> no, Will, you're crossing franchises. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if we're going to talk, but back to Justice League versus Avengers, because I'm talking about Jason. <laughs> in terms of like how they've both been represented in cinema, there is there is there's no question over which is better. <laughs> oh yeah, because Justice League was appalling, <laughs> um, and I, I'm very much of that attitude, and even with the the unreleased cut or whatever that's even longer it doesn't really do much to make me go oh, wow i just went oh okay some things are a bit better that was about it like i wasn't yeah and it like, uh, yeah I, I watched the snyder cut and it was definitely better than the original <laughs> like by, by a long way but it still oh, yeah. wasn't still wasn't like avengers any of the other avengers movies <laughs> no like there there have been bad avengers movies well not bad avengers movies but there's been ones that didn't hit the mark as well as others in in, mm. in different senses. I won't say which ones because that could cause an entirely different debate. <laughs> um, but Justice League did never hit, like, in any part of it. I didn't... Uh, I didn't vibe with who they cast as Flash. I didn't really see the point of the mechanic dude in it. Like, I can't even remember his name. It was that unimportant to me. Cyborg. Is there that... we go. That one. <laughs> like... Don't get me wrong, the, the like his story very good, but he didn't need to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. 
the Justice League movies felt like they might just get a Justice League team together, and some of them didn't really do much. Um, no. Yeah, the casting was. All, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Batfleck, to be honest. Ugh, um, no. I like Henry Cavill, but I don't like how he's portrayed in particularly in these movies. I don't like. Um, I can't remember his name. Like you said, with the Flash. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. He runs really weird. They should have got someone that can actually run. Well, they should have used Grant Gustin for who they're doing with the Flash television series because, like, that would have worked. Whereas, no, 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 we're going to bring in a completely different actor. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the, I don't know, it's the debate of whether it's canon or not. And that's the thing with DC as well, just as Mm. as a general note about the, the universes as a whole. It's so difficult to follow and it's so disjointed and, like, fully. I think it would work if they just were like, yeah, we're going to do this kind of fractured multiverse thing. People can kind of make what they want. Mm. Um, We're going to have like this version of Batman, and then we're going to have, oh, there's a Flash movie coming out that's kind of not connected, whatever. I think that would work because it's different to Marvel at least. But they've just, they've like tried to make the DCEU. and it's not very good, and then they've got like all of the other ones coming out at the same time, and then some that are like maybe connected, like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't know. It Like, as a whole, it bugs me. I mean, I'm going back to Batman again, but Batman has had like eight different renditions, like eight different reincarnations mm. on screen. Every single one has been di- has, has been different. They've, they've all followed like the same sort of arc, but they've all been different because of who's playing them, which is fair enough because every actor wants to make their own mark, but the problem is, like you say, everything's then disjointed because you can't compare George Clooney's to Val Kilmer's, you can't compare Michael Keaton's to Ben Affleck, you can't compare the original Adam West to... Who else has played him? Let's think. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. You really cannot compare them in any way, which makes it so much harder. I don't know about that because... I said that you never get any development from a Batman character. They they don't go on with one actor for long enough that you get a complete story. No. Like, Ben Affleck never even got his own movie. He had the Justice League and then the Snyder Cut and then Batman vs Superman, and that was like it. Oh, Batman vs Superman. I mean, the closest closest (laughs) we got was with um, the Dark Knight trilogy, which obviously is is very good, but... Yeah. (laughs) Even then... You got like, outshined by the villains a lot of the time. That's what I mean. Like the Dark Knight trilogy was really good in its own enclosed universe, but then don't either don't bring in another actor to play Batman or don't try and include Batman in new things. Like I think to some degree Christian Bale's Batman would have worked with well, any of the ones that Ben Affleck were in, but I don't think any of the ones that Ben Affleck were in should have been made to begin with. <laughs> um but that's another thing entirely. At least not by the people that made them. Yeah, at least not. That, that. But that's another thing. Like, if you compare that to Marvel, yes, they've had multiple different directors for everything. But as a whole, you've got Joe and Anthony Russo, who've done a load of it. You've got Taika Waititi, who's now done two, has he done now, I think? You've got James yeah. Gunn, who's done all the Guardians. You Like, you've got consistency there. Yeah, you've got consistency within the heroes stories themselves like Peyton yeah. Reed has directed both Ant-Man movies exactly like, like, like you say Taika Waititi James Gunn mm, whereas you like and then adding to that you you said before you've got Kevin Feige at the top of it all who mm. as much as I've criticised him for being like oh god he's got a plan of like 20 years and he's just going to keep bringing in people bloody bloody blah, blah, blah he's got a plan of 20 years <laughs> like, yeah. like he's gone right we're going to do this film this film this one it's going to be released like this they're all going to be canon to each other in some way even if they don't appear it at first, even if it's just an Easter egg at the end of the film, and then that's going to meld perfectly into the next thing. Yeah. And that works so much better. <laughs> because, does. well, if you say, think, if you take the Thor series, every single Thor film has a different vibe to it, because I'm 90% sure it's got a different director for each, each one. Um, the, I think the first two were both Kenneth Branagh. Were one. they? I didn't think Dark World was, but if it was, dear um, God, Kenneth Branagh, get a brain check. No, true, true. But if you take the Thor, the Thor trilogy, as it would be, you could take Thor. Well, I constantly do. I take Thor Ragnarok out of everything. I could watch that film standalone and not feel like I need to watch the next thing at all, mm. which is 
it's it's a nice thing because it means I can take it out. I know it's part of a series, but I can take it out and watch it and go, this makes sense on its own. If I compare that to Batman, I could watch every single one, even the ones that are meant to be canon, watch them all individually and go, okay, <laughs> you've concluded this story properly. There's nothing really to add to it. There's nothing that's like gripping me to the next one. It's just congratulations. I don't know. It bugs me. <laughs> Mine are yeah. But no, I, I see what you mean. Like there are, there are some like groups of movies where you can tell the director's been changed because yeah. the vibe is completely different. Like with Thor and with like, what else was it, as an example? Um, I don't know. I can't really think of an example because Marvel does it so well <laughs> with the consistency. Yeah. Other than the Thor trilogy, it's all been pretty much the same. Yeah, they've all been consistent. Um. Although I, I still despise Captain America: Civil War, I, I'm I'm still upset about it. Why? Because it was right. Every single other character has had their trilogy. Thor had his trilogy. Iron Man had his trilogy. Captain America had a duology and an Avengers film. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I'll go back to Iron Man <laughs> because, like. Iron Man, I could watch each of those films individually and go, this is an Iron Man film. If I then went to watch the Captain America films, the first two, I could go, yep, that's a Captain America film. The third one, I'd go, is it Captain America? Is it Iron Man? Is it Avengers? And uh, it bugs me because he didn't get his trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, I definitely think... I was thinking... um, there was a lot of kind of World War Two era stuff that they missed out on, I think, with Captain America as well. Like they, they did it for one movie. Um and that was kind of a big part of his like comic book story. Like he did a load of load more stuff with like, you know, the comic book uh, cover of him punching Hitler in the face, for example. Yeah. They could have done more with that. There's like some characters like the Wizard, who was like the first speedster. Uh, who became one of his sidekicks, and Red Skull, who's like a, a huge villain, and they did him for one movie, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like if they did two World War II movies for him and then brought yeah. him forward. Yeah, they could, been... have, they could have so done the first Avenger, done another one set in World War I, in World War Two, or like around that era, and then mm. they could have done Winter Soldier, and it still would have worked fine. Yeah, and it would have um... been a trilogy, and they could have made... Civil War and an actual Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could have gone Avengers Civil War, and you'd have been like, "Oh wow, this is really cool." Then you'd already get from it that everyone's fighting between each other. Whereas mm. Captain America Civil War, you're like, "Huh? Is he fighting himself?" <laughs> As <laughs> no, a title, it's not you'd until be... Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> America's ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that line. Love that line. Um, but if we're going to talk ensembles, we uh, I'll, I will give Marvel that they do Avengers well. But oh god, Fantastic Four! <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, oh. I mean, I'm hoping the MCU version is going to be much better, um, especially <laughs> it's directed crossed. by John Watts, who did Spider Man, the Spider Man yeah. ones. So that should be. Well, I think that's a good good decision. <laughs> I just good. hope they don't cock it up. I really hope they don't. <laughs> yeah like the first the first original one wasn't like the first original two weren't like the most offensive thing ever but they weren't good they were cheesy they were like of the time okay yeah but they weren't <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily say you could compare them to any of the superheroes being released now um, yeah um i mean it's cool that they did silver surfer but galactus was just a big angry cloud um, yeah and it, it <laughs> yeah it was a little a little weird um, and, <laughs> and also were... if, if they were to redo it chris evans would be two characters in the mcu <laughs> yeah that, that, that could be a, a cool cameo to put in um oh my god. yeah oh my god. i was about to say multiverse it could happen <laughs> I, I, I would not be surprised because they've been reshooting stuff and do putting a lot of cameos in this movie i've heard oh, so that would be brilliant <laughs> gonna be oh. so many beautiful um but although that one was cheesy the most recent one wasn't just not good no. <laughs> um they kind of missed all the play of it dr doom was like cool but looked stupid and the origin story was weirdly changed and it didn't work. They, they were the casting was too young yeah 
I mean, the thing looked cool. The thing looked really cool in that movie. The original one, yes. he looked awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. All we can say is that CGI has got better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they go with something like Fan Four Stick for the look of him in the MCU, then I'll be happy. But other than that, it wasn't that good. No. Like Miles Talbot. Don't get me wrong. He was a good actor, but he didn't. He didn't. What was the word? He didn't have the right aesthetic the right vibe to carry a team mm. like he didn't strike me as like Lee. he strikes me as like a spider-man awkward teenager that's how he <laughs> awkward teenager thrust into leadership which wasn't what reed richards should be but um no like i mean with, with a fantastic four story you should start their story off when they're in their at least their 30s <laughs> yeah and he was like in high school like i did, just didn't make sense no it didn't work and in the nicest way possible, Michael B. Jordan looked too old <laughs> compared to, to comparing yeah. to Miles Teller. Well, um, Miles was like the one that was younger than everyone else, which yeah. felt weird for Reed Richards. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll watch it and Michael B. Jordan will be the person who I'm like, oh, he's like leader of the team, but he's the human torch, which means he isn't the leader of the team. <laughs> um, yeah. He, I mean, he's actually the right age for the character. The rest of them are just about 10 to 20 years too young. Um. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't work um. yeah. <laughs> so you know Marvel haven't always got it right let's put it that way um, but the, M- well, that's not the MCU so we can yeah. <laughs> the X-Men have got some things right Days of Future Past was very good and yeah actually that's true and First Class was good as well Oscar Isaacs oh, uh, yeah I mean that's one Ball reason why you, they but... just can't can't make the X Men movies canon because they've recast half the people in it now at this point anyway. But um, so yeah, I'm a bit of a purist, a, a little bit of a purist when it comes to X Men, but I love James McAvoy as a Professor X. Um, I don't, I don't know why. I just think he portrays a young version of Patrick Stewart exceptionally well. <laughs> James McAvoy's great in everything, though. To be fair, yeah, I, uh, like he, honestly, he's one of the most underrated actors. I think, mm. like he's been in so many good things and consistently been good in in them, uh, excluding Split. Although even in that, he did portray every version very well. It's just the context of everything wasn't very good for them. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, yeah, him and Michael of Michael Fassbender, they're like their chemistry between each other is in the new in yeah i was gonna i was gonna say him as well yeah mm-hmm. so good and to some degree i quite like sophie turner as um jean gray um yeah. i don't like dark phoenix that much um but... i didn't even watch it i didn't even bother i watched bits of it and was underwhelmed so i didn't watch all of it mm. <laughs> um but i think in at least at least in first class and Days of Future Past, I quite like um, the way she plays Jean Grey. Um, I don't think X Men works without Hugh Jackman, <laughs> which is basically the point I'm trying to make. So segueing from X Men, I have none. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I was trying to think of a a comparison to the X Men for DC, but. Is I don't know if there is. Like Marvel has a lot of like teams. Yeah. Like the Avengers, Fantastic Four, X Men, Inhumans. Exactly. Like but to some degree I think well, not some degree. Marvel pull it off well as well. Like they're mm. written well in the comics, regardless of how they've been made on film or TV. Like they've been they're written really well and convincingly it's easy to transform it into Media, it's just some people have managed to mess up. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, with, I mean, DC have only actually attempted the Justice League um, in like a live action format. Mm. They, they, well, I think they, were, they were going to do a Green Lantern core thing at one point, but I'm not sure if they're still doing that. <laughs> um, and I mean, there's, there's like a few minor groups, like the Suicide Squad's a villain group, I suppose, or anti hero group. Yeah. Um, got like the, Gotham City Sirens, I guess. A little um, bit. Uh, the Birds of Prey, but I don't... I mean, I know that's a comic book thing, but I'm not sure how much, to what extent that's, like, a team thing. Yeah. 
And plus, to some, they're mostly villains. They're not. Yeah. Straight hero group, so it's it's an odd one. And they're not like big flagship franchises like the Fantastic Four and X Men. I had a segue from X Men, and I've just forgotten it. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> my segue to my like third and third and final point, as it would be, is basically Ryan Reynolds <laughs> because. <laughs> He switched from all three. Like, he switched between the two twice at this point. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> for the better, I think he's chosen the right one. <laughs> um, yeah. But he started off playing Deadpool in X-Men. Didn't go well. <laughs> it was like um, a pre-Deadpool, and then they did a botched, like, mutant... Mutant X kind of storyline thing. Yeah. Oh, no. God, that was awful. Oh. That movie was not good either. Origins of Wolverine. No, thank you. No. Just, just. Ah. <laughs> they literally removed the mouth of the Merc with a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the point in this? Where was your director's logic to the comic books? I was like. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, it would have been so much better if they just A, gave him a mouth and B, give him actual swords rather than, like, wrist swords, and then it would have been at least more accurate to Deadpool. <laughs> it's like the first time you see like Deadpool as it would be, Wade Wade Wilson Yeah. in that film, you're like, oh god, no, this is going to be a really good portrayal of Deadpool. Then it's presumed dead for the rest of that film, basically, until the very end. Mm. At which point you've taken away the Merc with a mouth and his swords, you've just replaced like, oh it's yeah, like, he like he like was Deadpool for a bit, but without the mutant part, which is kind of important, or the costume. And then <laughs> when you actually gave him the mutant powers, they were all wrong. <laughs> he had no costume, and then he got died for to a normal guy and shoot him in the head. Or or no, or was that even how he died? I can't even remember. I th- I can't even remember how he, how it went out. To be honest, I feel like Wolverine killed him, but I can't remember. Yeah, maybe I know Wolverine got shot in the head, didn't he, with the bullet actually? Yeah. That anyway, film just wasn't necessarily we, the best ending. We don't need to, we don't need to know how it ended. <laughs> no, um, there's only one ending to that film that we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then after, obviously after the failure that was X-Men 2, or X-Men Origins, one of, whichever it was called, um, he then went on to play Green Lantern as a DC hero. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> also bad. Also horrendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's a film student and wants to know how not to do a superhero film, watch Green Lantern, because it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, don't think I ever finished it, actually. Really? Huh. I I think I watched some of it, because I don't, I don't remember what happened in the second half at all, so I really don't think I finished it. It's not very memorable, to be honest. No. Like, it had potential, don't get me wrong, it had potential. But yeah, I think the Green none of that potential really cool. was used. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Green Lanterns could be so cool, and they just haven't been adapted properly yet. And no. I don't think Ryan Reynolds was good casting for Hal Jordan, to be honest. I don't think. I mean, I don't really know anything about him in the comic books, but I don't see him at least as like a quippy, like funny Ryan Reynolds character. I don't. No. I don't think he's that. I see him more as a than a little Marvel comparison. Yeah, it's like it just doesn't work with the characters that Ryan Reynolds has had portrayed up till that point and mm. has portrayed since. It just doesn't work in the like no 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 no. Well, um, they've cast him perfectly as Deadpool, I think now. Fully again, the recast of Deadpool. <laughs> um, there was one good thing to come out of Green Lantern, and that was the fact that. Ryan Reynolds met Blake Lively and thus got married and everything. That's the only yeah. good thing that came from that film. And it was nothing to do with the film, really. <laughs> no, no. The um, other good thing was the was the um, the part of the montage from Deadpool 2 at the end where he goes back in time and like shoots himself in the head when he reads the Green Lantern script. <laughs> Which is quite funny. <laughs> I love that scene. Honestly, that is the best like post-credit. Is it post-credit or is it just post-end of the film? I don't. Um, I, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. Either way, it's the best. It's the best end of a film in yeah. in forever. It was so good. It was so meta. It was so. Oh, 
Brilliant. I loved it. Um... And shooting <laughs> shooting his old version of Deadpool in the head as well. That was an <laughs> Thank me later. <laughs> uh, uh, so good. I, I can't wait for... Because I know I'm pretty sure Disney are developing a Deadpool 3. I think they actually like confirmed it. Yes. Um, yes. Whether it'll be R-rated or not, we'll wait and see, but it better be. Yeah, it won't work if it's not, and I th- I completely agree with that. <laughs> the f- <laughs> the fact that the script was leaked because they wanted to prove to Fox or whoever was developing it that, oh, yeah. that it should be R rated was just it was the bo- it was the most brilliant PR thing I've ever <laughs> like read. Like I do, I've got to go, oh, guys, guys, I've got an idea. Leak the script. What? <laughs> yeah, let's leak it so people approve. And then they did, and it's like, yeah, okay. Um, and needless to say, I think whoever developed it and was saying no originally went, okay, yeah, we agree with you. Never mind. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It it just I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, like I mean, I know there was some complaints about Deadpool two, but I think overall those two movies are very good, and at least the version of Deadpool we got is pretty flawless, to be honest. Yeah. Um. I- Funny that if it's part of the MCU now, we're going to have two Josh Brolins. But at least it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's lucky that he wasn't playing a human character where you can like recognize him because now they just sound the same rather than looking the same as well. <laughs> it was multiverse. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's true actually. If they do the multiverse thing, that's true. I mean yeah, but they can't really explain why he looks the same though. No, it's not, it's like, not like I mean in this universe Thanos was born and looked human and became Cable. <laughs> <laughs> Although Deadpool does call him Thanos in that in yeah, which is really f- oh the fact he that does. they both came out in the same year as well was better. <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh you've planned this perfectly and I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I need I need Deadpool in my life. And, and to be honest with you, going back to the debate, DC doesn't have a character like that. I don't think anyone. Well, they have a pretty much exact replica of Deadpool. I'm not sure which one copied from the other, but he's not like funny like Deadpool is. Um, no. It's Deathstroke, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's also called Wade as well, which is quite funny. Um, oh. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Ah, oh, I can't remember. Is it Wade or is it Slade? It might be. Either way, they've got very similar names. Is it? Actually, I'm just going to Google that now. <laughs> It's like that thing where the teacher goes, "Don't copy the homework," and you just change the title. Like, yeah, no, it is. It said instead of oh. Wade Wilson, it's Slade Wilson. Oh, oh, that's painful. Oh, it's always but like yeah. written by the same people. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, no. no, Marvel did that better, I think. Oh uh, god, yeah. Regardless of if Marvel did it first or not, Marvel did it better. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the two companies have stolen off each other all, all, all the way through. Yeah, you know, the twentieth century. I don't. I don't see it's particularly a problem. No, I think so, it's you know, why sometimes... it's so easy to compare some of the characters. Like why you can <laughs> yeah. compare Batman and Iron Man. Yeah, like um, Superman and Icarus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a better comparison actually. I didn't think of that. Um, I'd already forgotten about the Eternals. It was just come out. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe they made like three DC references in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Actually, that's that's a sort of tangent, but it's quite interesting. There was genuinely like an entire fan base created over people who were like, "No, no, no, Icarus isn't dead," and everyone's uh, like, "No, he flew into the sun. He's not." A- oh no, you're so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean, you never know what they what Eternals are made out of. <laughs> no, but Marvel confirmed it. <laughs> Well, not in the movies, they didn't. <laughs> no, true, but they, they... I don't know if they, like, direct responded to someone or if they, like, made, a, like, their own separate statement about it being like, no, Icarus is not coming back, everybody. I know you want him to, but he's not, okay? Can't. I just want him to meet Bucky so they can have, like, a Spider-Man pointing at each other moment. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> that would be so cute. Actually, that... Oh, my God, I never realised how similar they look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> The, the only thing that differentiates them is the accent and the white the white bit in Icarus's hair. Yeah. To be fair, this may be incredibly racist, but it, it's quite funny. When Mum first saw the trailer for Eternals, she was convinced that Gilgamesh was Benedict Wong. Like, <laughs> like she was like, no, 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 it's the same dude from Doctor Strange. And I was like, Mum, it really... No, it, no, it's not. Look at the cast list. It's not. 
Um, I mean, to be fair, they, they do look similar, but they are just both like big, like kind of burly, bald Asian men. So yeah. But to be fair, if we're comparing Richard Madden and Bones, I think it, 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 yeah, it's it's definitely it's the same not a sort of thing, thing. isn't it? Like, yeah. It, it's yeah. I, mean, I would say Icarus and Bucky look more similar than Donnelly and uh, Benedict Wong. I think it was only like a momentary. They like she hadn't really focused on it, but I was like, just no, just look at look, look again and look at the cast list, and you'll see the other one. <laughs> um, oh, that was yeah. Really funny. I, I guess this this were two similar looking characters, and it was Marvel. They were like, oh, there he is. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Mum isn't the one who's, who keeps up to date with all the superhero stuff all the yeah. time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marvel doesn't typecast. We promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see oh, i was gonna have what was it i was oh yeah i was gonna mention wonder woman Ooh. just as because we i mean it's kind of a tangent from earlier oh, yeah. um, about female dc superheroes yeah, yeah so yeah. obviously wonder woman is the most famous one yes um and i do think she's very cool i like the the whole backstory of themiscira and being an amazon yeah um yeah that stuff's really cool like the the badass warrior woman, like really powerful again, like you said, Justice League could have just been her and Superman. <laughs> um, and I really like Wonder Woman the movie. Gee. As we've said, we don't, we don't like 1984. Oh, we don't like that film. <laughs> um, and I think one of the main issues is one of the best things about the first Wonder Woman movie was the action and how she's just like, like she's just like a badass warrior with a sword and a shield. And she goes around, like, battering people with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete woman out of time, as it would be, but just batters every man she comes into contact with. It's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. And then in the second one, it was just... She had no sword and shield at all in the entire movie, and she only used the lasso. Yeah. Um, Which is an interesting concept, maybe, but the sword and shield was cool. I I really liked the lasso, but, like, used that as well. (laughs) I don't know why they removed it and then only put, like, three action scenes in the movie, but... It, uh, it bugs me. It bugs me as a whole. Like, and, and also, why does this is one of the stupidest things? And I, I don't. I mean, people tell us if there's a particular like explanation or reason for it. But why does Wonder Woman, the badass Amazonian warrior from an ancient island, fly an invisible jet? What? What? <laughs> Plot hole. What, what kind of correlation? What, <laughs> Why does she even fly a jet in the first place, let alone an invisible <laughs> one, that you can see her in? It's not yeah. like she's invisible as well in the, in, in the movie, but in the comics, <laughs> she's literally just flying around like on her own. It's like she just sat there in the sky. Yeah. It makes what? no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> I mean, the explanation for it in 1984 was better. It was just like a, an Amazonian spell that she put on a jet. That somehow had fuel and was able to fly, even though it was from a museum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the invisible jet. It's stupid. No, it makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, this is kind of a rant, and it's linked to it. It links from women, and then goes on. But to start off with, and I'm going back to costumes again because this was the original point I'm making. I forgot about it. If you compare the, co- and this is just like a rant against superheroes in general costumes of the females and the men and it's just as bad for the men but it's highlighted i think like i'm sorry i i can i'm more than happy to believe there's a, a wonderful amazonian who has got a magical lasso of truth yeah but why is she wearing skimpy shorts and a vest top <laughs> where is, i'm sorry <laughs> where is that logic i don't get it like ugh. yeah I think, no i, I agree <sighs> No I, I have to say, I, I like the skirt more than the shorts. Yes. I mean, I it's, that. it's a little bit more dignified, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and potentially makes more sense as more of a warrior outfit because of like what they called, like, you know, kind of like the the half skirts that would, they would wear like around the back and then they've got oh, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a bit down the front mean. as well. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Like, if they're into that kind of thing, it makes more sense. So, I, I don't mind the the skirt as much, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be shorts in a in a crop top, isn't? Like, like, like it or, irritates or... me about all of them, and I think Marvel moved away from that, which I was thrilled about. I mean, it was still like, why is Black Widow's top zipped down? Like that why why 
I don't get the point of that. But you know, <laughs> but at least she's wearing like a full suit, and I'm like, okay, that's practical. <laughs> mm. She's gonna be she's got her legs covered, she's got her arms covered, whatever that could be plated. I don't know. That's practical. But no, 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 no. The women, nothing. Men having capes all the time. Why do they need capes? I, no I take <laughs> exactly. I take Edna Mode's story. No cave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh no! And it's it's like the costumes are kind of equally egregious, but mm. I have noticed with the marketing, like I noticed a lot, a lot of the marketing with, um, I think it was Captain America: Winter Soldier and stuff. Yeah, had like Black Widow and a bit of a provo- provocative pose on the front. The women yeah. are always kind of turned to the side or the back a little bit yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. I wonder what reason that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so they they, they do a bit of it. Uh, and I, I, I don't know how much it necessarily helps their, their sales. <laughs> yeah. Probably not much because I don't think people are going to see Black Widow in a, you know, a tight suit. I'm sure some people are. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But following on from that, it then gets me onto like an entire rant about the fact that, in terms of representation, Marvel are so much better of representing superheroes who aren't the typical like. Um, macho, muscly, whatever. Like, you've got Benedict Wong, you've got Gilgamesh, you've got characters that aren't, you know, six-pack, eight-pack men. You've got realistic representations of <laughs> um, so what superheroes could look like. I, and I don't know. DC yeah. haven't done that yet. DC no, have got... True. DC have got big and burly, or they've got stick thin. They've not, <laughs> they've not got that in-between at the moment. Yeah. Um, like, with... Um... Some some of the Marvel ones, like some of the ones that where they don't rely on their strength or or like muscle definition, they yeah. still like are are fit. Like you see Doctor Strange, and he still has like you know a a fit body, but he's not. You don't see it often, and it's it doesn't flaunt it, and it's yeah. it's more just a. It's more realistic, right? Like, like you say, yeah. Um, and they do have, yeah, other other body types. I'm not necessarily saying that DC don't have the potential to do it because I think. They could do it <laughs> because they've not got um, that consistent storyline. They've not got that overrunning theme. They can't go, oh, well, here's one version of Batman who's not who's stick thin. Here's one who's got a massive body. Here's one with a six pack. Because like they need a consistency to it. Yeah, DC keep like reusing the same characters, so they kind of have to represent them in the same way. Mm. And the way that everyone expects, rather than being able to explore some of the more obscure and you know wider ranged characters, yeah, like if DC actually gave themselves enough time to explore like all of the superheroes that were available, because if you if you think about Kevin Feige, he's he his Avengers, his very first Avengers, took superheroes that weren't like all his first superhero films. Took the superheroes that not everyone knew from Marvel Comics. Like he, his first one yeah. wasn't Spider-Man, <laughs> which is the biggest Marvel character, like the biggest Marvel superhero. He took Black Widow, he took Hawkeye, he took Captain America, ones that were relatively unknown to some degree, and then played with them a bit. Whereas you compare that to DC, he went, okay, let's go for the big ones, because that's the only ones people know. Yeah. Um, let's do Batman. Let's do Batman again. Let's do Batman again. Let's do Batman another time. <laughs> Oh look, here's Superman. Let's put him into, and it like, and you've got an entire thing there that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, they're then happy. They're going, okay, the, this person doesn't want to play Batman anymore. We want to keep going with Batman, using the same characters, but we can't now have like someone who's not, but like wide shoulder, thin hips. We need to have <laughs> because then yeah. people will go, well, that's not Batman, and it's like, ah, it's painful. <laughs> it's like with. <laughs> With Ben Affleck's Batman, he's so wide. Why did they make him so like big and bulky? It looks mm. it looks weird. I, like, it does. I know Batman's like kind of a bit huge in the comics for some reasons, mm. like sometimes, and they've definitely slimmed him down, made him more agile. Uh, yeah, in more modern ones. But why did they? <laughs> That's not even what Ben Affleck looks like. They just put like padding in his suit, like Shazam. <laughs> to some degree, I think with that one, it was like okay, Henry Cavill actually quite a good body yeah. <laughs> but ben affleck's is not a, not to the same degree and it would look puny compared to him so let's i don't know let's let's try that again <laughs> let's but, what's let's, the point there isn't it like surely they they should want 
everyone to look puny compared to Superman. That's the, yeah. Kind of, I, th- I would think that would be a better idea, but. <laughs> but it's one of the many reasons why Batman v Superman just didn't work. Yeah. In in any sense of what it was trying, I don't even know what it was trying to, like, but it didn't work. It was it was trying to set up the Justice League, but like, which it did. But also, why would you want to set up that? <laughs> why would you want to set up that? Like, <laughs> I, I, even, I even think like the Avengers maybe was a little bit early. I feel like they should have, like I said, had another Captain America movie first, mm. um, done a bit more, you know, done an actual Hulk origin story, and then done the, that the kind of Incredible Hulk thing. Yeah. Um, so even but even then, like the event, the Avengers was they they had had enough set up that it still worked. Whereas DC yeah. had like Man of Steel and then went straight in with this one. Yeah. Like one movie before it, like what? <laughs> It'd have worked. Like I say it again, it would have worked if Bale had done the Ben Affleck era. Yeah. I know Christian Bale Carter couldn't because, well, couldn't or didn't want to because he is a very independent actor. I, um, but it would, it would have worked so much better because you then would have had an entire trilogy of like Dark Knight, um, like a darker Batman. That would that would have fitted inside the type of aesthetic that DC were apparently going. Superheroes aren't all peachy, which is fine. I'm I'm fine with that like angle that they want to take with it because I think it's different. But like you say, Ben Affleck didn't have his own solo film. He didn't have enough time to develop, which meant you'd kind of thrown that character in anyway. Then you threw in Wonder Woman, who I don't think her film had released. Or it had only just been released. No, I think it came out after. Did it? Uh, or maybe it did. No, maybe it didn't. Uh, I feel like people didn't really have much of an inkling about Wonder Woman before it came out. Yeah, I mean, even even so, there's still only one movie. If if it was, let me just check. Wonder. I think Wonder Woman was 2017. Oh no, so it was. It was after. It was after Wonder Woman. No, no, okay, it was. So I suppose Wonder Woman got... was, was after. Wonder Woman was 2017. Oh. Yeah, so th- th- my point from it all, I guess, is the fact that she didn't have a setup for Wonder Woman. So you didn't really know. Well, for a start, she was a complete surprise character in it anyway. She wasn't. I don't think she was in any of the trailers for it. At least she wasn't obviously in any of the trailers. For and then you had Batman, who'd only at that point been shown in Suicide Squad, um, in like very, very small amount. Um, and then you had Henry Cavill Superman, who'd been portrayed once in film, which, like you say, meant he, there was no build-up yeah. to, <laughs> to that little trio being a thing, which then, in turn, didn't have enough set-up to do a full ensemble movie. It um, was like they were trying to do a response to Civil War, because they came out the same year, I think, right? Um, something like that. Or they came around... There's, there was probably a, an Avengers film, at least Civil yeah, War. Yeah, I think <laughs> the they were both 2016, so... Um, it's almost like they were trying to do that, but they had only started like the year before or two two years before yeah. with their own franchise. Marvel had already been going for like eight years yeah. before they did this, you know, Civil War thing. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And then they also tried to do the um, Doomsday thing as well, like the the big the oh, big yeah. bad like world ending villain from the comics was. Dealt with within ten minutes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know he, I know he <laughs> killed Superman, but still. <laughs> Sorry, in ter- or at least in terms of superheroes, anyway. We can't talk about villains. <laughs> um, but at least in terms of superheroes, um, there's a very you there's a very obvious difference. <laughs> yeah, Marvel um, have been much more consistent, much more arguably comic accurate, and yeah. Um, have delivered on like character arcs, storylines, um, and expanded the universe appropriately. Uh, some people would argue yeah. maybe too much, at least now with the multiverse stuff, but I don't care. Give me that. <laughs> no, Put that into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, if, if you compare the first 10 years of, no, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe compared to the same 10 year period for DC you've got a complete yeah. difference in terms of everything and i think at least for this debate we can come to the conclusion that marvel win with superheroes yes. sorry sorry for dc fans as it like superman 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> this is no hate towards Henry Cavill. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Sorry, DC. You, you've lost this battle. <laughs> Although um, I would say they would have a much more fighting chance in another debate. They would indeed. And you'll have to wait for that till next oh. week. <laughs> Oh, I've spoiled it already, but it's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, next week we are going to do a part two to this debate where we compare the villain. Let's just say we've got an inkling that it might swing the other way. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> um, but in conclusion, thank you for listening, everybody. Marvel is superior for superheroes. Um, feel free to message us on Twitter or Instagram. But we're we're open to your to your potentially wrong suggestions. Um and as always, go check us out um everywhere. Uh we are trying to post on TikTok a bit more, we are trying to post on Instagram a bit more, we're trying to post on Twitter a bit more. Uh and like I say, look forward to next week. Bye. Bye-bye.